Hi, this is Larry Blamire, and you're listening to Huh? Podcast. This is Gang Alley Media, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. Hey, everybody. We are back. Huh? Podcast. This is Dino. And Michelle. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do something. I didn't know what. <laughs> threw me for that one. Figured it would. Yep. Guys, hope you're having a great day, week. All that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're into the holiday season now. Absolutely. You know, Thanksgiving is off and running. Yeah. Off and running? Uh, well, wait, it's off, and then... Uh, is it running into next year? Is that what it's... It's running behind us, going into the next calendar year. I don't know. <laughs> Where did you I pull that from? <laughs> my butt. <laughs> I don't script this stuff, obviously. <laughs> but... Off and running. What the... That means something's going... I don't know. That's true. It, that is a <laughs> continual... Yeah. A perpetual. Well, but we should be giving thanks all the time, so maybe it should, should. be off and running. Yeah. Um, I did tell the girls, because they want to decorate mm-hmm. their, uh, they thought about getting new stockings for this year, but mm-hmm. when the ones they wanted, I told them they couldn't have. $15 a stocking. If you came in for five people, we'd be sp- spending 75 bucks on stockings. Yeah. No. <laughs> we don't spend $15 on stuff in their stocking. <laughs> But, uh, so they wanted to decorate their stockings. I said, decorate it with turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> we bought those turkeys from, uh, Mardell's. Yeah, we, the little yeah, crafty little ones. Art, yeah, art and crafty. There you go. <laughs> I mean, people eat turkey at Christmas, don't they? Yeah. So, we're not this year, but yeah. Not. No. <laughs> and we're not doing ham either, right? No. We, Yay! We are doing chicken oh, parmesan. I'm sorry, not for nothing. You can... You know, you know that expression. You know, you could put lipstick on a pig, mm-hmm. but you can't make it your prom date. I think that's the full expression. Or <laughs> ham. No matter what you're doing, whether you're doing honey baked ham or, you know, brown sugar, cut, you're putting lipstick on a pig. I like Quite, ham. I, I, uh, I like it. I'm not going to pay $75 for a seven-pound ham like I heard somebody did. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not. No, thanks. Yeah. I'm just not a big ham person. I, give me bacon. Give me sausage. I'm good with that. Do the ham. I, no. I'd, I'd rather eat bologna than ham. No. Ham and I know. Not. Although I, I, I like, but well, I like Oscar Mayer beef. All beef bologna. My bologna has a first name. It's O S C A R. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, that, that, I'm particular a... about my bologna. But mm-hmm. yeah. See what I do is I fold it in half, mm-hmm. and then I fold it in half again. And then you eat and that I, point, and I, and I eat the point, and it, it makes a nice little hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you got it. Yeah. <laughs> ah. But. That kind of got me what you were saying about being thankful all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it kind of went along with today's sermon at church. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ray went in. He was saying how his family, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying it because he said it at two services. Mm-hmm. How his family, you know, growing up, he grew up with. Christmas and the trap, you know, the trappings of Christmas. Oh, the commercial, uh, right. commercial Christmas. Yeah. He grew up in a, in a, believing household. Right. But right. it was your, you know, deck the halls, blah blah blah, Santa Claus and mm-hmm. the tree and all that. And when he and his wife got married, well, it was before they got uh, married because he he had already he started had, started before right. they got married. He had stripped back Christmas for him. Where it was no gifts, no, and he wanted it to be focused on Jesus, mm-hmm. and you know, no matter what your take is on Christmas, whether you're a Christian or not, 
or you know you're doing the Santa Claus a ho 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 or Silent Night Birth of Christ you can't deny that you know you can't look at Jesus and not think well this is the cat who kind of started all this mm-hmm. you know you can't so either way yeah you, you got to at least give it some recognition for it being the reason why we're doing it initially mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Jesus is the reason for the season and all I'm not talking about pushing that but you got to acknowledge mm-hmm. yeah this is kind of why this all started but so he stripped everything back and then when he uh, got married his wife his wife accepted his wife accepted that and this is like the first year yeah i don't know if it's living in south carolina now where everything is kind of old country home christmas i don't know what motivate or the fact that he's got you know new friends over the last couple of years that have become family. Right. And they do too. Mm-hmm. But he is going to, you know, he this is the first year he's had a Christmas tree since he's been like a teenager. Mm-hmm. But they go out and they serve, you know, the community giving out gloves and you know stuff to like homeless shelters mm-hmm. and to people and 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 serve the community on Christmas Day, which I think is phenomenal. Right. All that to say is it's a perspective thing. Yeah, you can have fun, have the trappings and all that, and you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, I mean, I think we've done a really good balance of, you know, yeah. of doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids definitely know that it that all why of we this why we celebrate Christmas is because of Jesus, right? That you know they they know that this is all to honor and and re- remember the birth of Jesus, right? Um, <clears throat> and the reason again why I say this. Is I look back on, you know, we're coming up to the, to the end of 2020, which a lot of people have been, you know, very down on, which I understand, especially from March throughout because of COVID Mm -hmm. and the things that the government is making us do and as far as shutting down businesses and wearing masks and and then people who seem to be making that worse by defying those mm-hmm. those rules. And then there are the people who go full stock in it and have been basically shut-ins since March who don't step out of their house without a mask and whatever. And then there are others who think about it and kind of try to use logic. What I'm saying is it's a matter of perspective. You know, life is 70% what happens to you and 30% of how you react to it. Mm-hmm. That being said, 50% well, should of... should you be reacting or should you be responding? Right, right. You should respond and not react. Right. There is a de- there's a huge difference. Yeah, because responding means that you're, you've given thought to how you're going to react. Right. <laughs> Reacting <laughs> is just just that. It's just react. It, it's like a knee, knee jerk. jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Like for us, you know, I've been in a fortunate situation where I've kept working, mm-hmm. I kept the paycheck, and aside from the inconvenience of having to get my temperature taken every day mm-hmm. and to wear a mask 
if I'm in a close proximity of one other person, 2020 hasn't been bad for me. Mm-hmm. I get to work quicker than I ever did before because people aren't, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, as far as my job, I've had responsibilities placed on me which make me have a greater sense of accomplishment. Like I'm not just spinning my wheel, mm-hmm. sitting around collecting a paycheck. I'm actually doing something. Right. And financially, we're better. You, you know, you, because of 2020, you got your job mm-hmm. at, the, at the lodge. Which means we actually ended up with another place to socialize with people. Yeah. So we've actually been more social during the time of COVID. Right. Uh, figure we that one out. Than we were before. Yeah. I just realized that's, yeah. oh my. And then even, you know, everything that happened, a co- you know, that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago with you with the co-op. Because of that, well, I'm not saying because of it, but... Through that. Through that, you hooked up with a lady who has another co-op. Well, just, I mean, but, co-op. but just to backtrack it just a second, mm-hmm. be, you know, because of, through that and trying to work through what happened, there was some switch that was flipped yeah. for me. And I'm really understanding now that I have value. I have a voice. I have value. You know, I know that I used to um, do a lot of debating and everything before. Mm-hmm. But I I finally realized how in vain a lot of it was. Yeah. Um, you know, that... Uh, I guess that I was just very... I held back, even, you know, from what I can do. Um, I don't even really know how to explain what I'm trying to say, so I'm sorry if it's not uh, coming a- coming across right. But I've realized that I have a voice and that I have value and that I am intelligent. Yeah. I don't need to rely on other people the way that I thought I needed to. Right. I, I realized that I had gotten to this point where... I seemed to be this weaker person and I kept looking for this stronger person to attach myself to. The problem was I wasn't finding stronger people. I was finding people who, um, you're finding bigger personalities, bigger personalities and you know, right. And it doesn't make them better. It just makes them louder. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm realizing that, um, I mean, that's not to say that I don't, care about the people that I have, you know, become friends with. I do. I care about them. I love them. And, you know, I'm going to continue to be friends with them. I'm I'm not saying any of that. Right. But I am saying that I'm going to start listening to myself a little bit more. Right. Their role in your life has changed. Right. So, so, okay. But with that, I found this other co-op and Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and finish what you were going to say with that. And we had had a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. which is another thing that 2020 has provided us. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, there's always been Skype and stuff like that, but, you know, I may have used it for podcast reasons or whatever, but Zoom has really made it a necessity to know how to navigate that and become comfortable with that format of communication. Right. So that it opened up your your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like what I was saying, if you go back to our early episodes of this year with COVID, with the churches, where I was coming down on the churches mm-hmm. who were pissing and moaning about being shut down and only going uh, streaming, do you not realize that your sphere of influence is growing right. because of this? Right. 
This isn't something to complain about. This is something to embrace and go and do. Yeah. You get to talk to people who would never have been able to come to your church. church. Anyhow, with this co-op, this is an about an hour from our house, maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. But we were able to meet up with the um, founders of the co-op mm-hmm. and have a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and talk with them for about an hour mm-hmm. and realize they, they were really cool people. That was enough that we wanted to... It was worth the hour trip, right. we and felt... We- to get involved in that co-op. Right. Then today, after church, we were out getting lunch and getting some Christmas decorations for the tree and all that. And we received a message on Facebook that they were having a get-together to meet... A connection group. A connection group with that co-op. Now, we were already halfway there, because we were down in Columbia. Yep. So it was just very convenient. Right. And it was starting in like an hour. And it was starting in an hour, which we were about a half hour from there. Mm-hmm. And we were right next to a supermarket. <laughs> and it was kind of like a potluck. So we, we had time to go get food and drink from the Publix. Mm-hmm. And then go there and be there right on time. So it was just this, you know, quote-unquote convenient thing that I feel is ordained mm-hmm. to, and I'm not a Calvinist, but mm-hmm. that because of the shutdown, 2020, coronavirus, this wouldn't have happened if this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know? And even the family that we that is founding this, he's active military. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, he's, a, he's, he's a, been home since March. Mm-hmm. Which he would have been deployed right. had that had there not been a quote-unquote shutdown. Right. Or a lockdown or whatever. So... Yeah, there there are inconveniences. Mm-hmm. There there's no doubt. But take this and look at it, and and glean your benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Really look at that, mm-hmm. and see if how the, everything's working together. Right, and and see for you personally whether you're a believer in God or not. Keep a a glass, you know, I don't even want to say glass half full, glass half empty type of thing. My thing is, the glass is neither half full or half empty. The glass is too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe your glass is full to the right level, but your glass was too big. And it's filled just right, mm-hmm. right now. So, looking at that perspective... And see what good is coming out about this. Are you getting? Are you interacting more with people? Are you interacting more with the people in your own home? Mm-hmm. You know, have you talked to your neighbor that you've never talked to before? Have you started a new hobby? Have you started a new hobby? Have you learned an instrument? Have you taken up, or you know, a new craft? Have you started a new podcast? Did I say nude podcast or did I say new podcast? <laughs> because that would be something completely different. Well, see, but and nude, we I mean, a nude podcast, nobody would ever know. That is true. Don't play with that. Anyhow. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an edit, but it will not be. Um, so. We're all adults here, I think. Yeah. that That's my. So that that's where we we need to take Thanksgiving off and running. Yeah. Okay. So be thankful all the time and look at the the good that's coming about. Yeah. And I if agree. and if there are people that are going through tough, I'm not saying that there's not tough times. 
Mm-hmm. But do you have someone who is willing to share your burden? You know, someone that's willing to talk with it. You know, give you positive vibes if you're not a Christian, or truly pray for you if you are. Mm-hmm. So, and if you need someone, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Absolutely. With that, <laughs> commercial break. Hi there, this is the Manster, one of your humble hosts from Pina Comics Podcast. What is Pina Comics, you say? Fair question. Pina Comics is a weekly pop culture podcast with a mission. A mission to explore humankind's greater geekdom and report our findings back to you listeners every week. We explore movies, games, TV shows, comics, local events and conventions, and so much more. We'll tell you just what we think of all the stuff that makes life fun, or at least bearable, and hopefully make you laugh, chortle, cackle, bust a gut, or even just chuckle while doing it. So join me and my fellow host, Ganache, every week. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or whatever podcasting app you like to stuff inside that little phone of yours. Listen in. Okay. So that was. there's a podcast that I listened to, uh, one that I found not all that long ago, called The Bloody Bits Horror Show. It's uh, hosted by Eddie Axe, and I, I I enjoy getting into some great uh, conversations. I found him because uh, he often is on another show called uh, The Grind Bin, okay. which kind of talks about like all those real bad bargain bin horror movies that you'll find, like at Walmart or whatever. Okay. So not the, I'd buy that for a dollar? Not necessarily. The, op- the opposite of that, maybe? Well, nah, they also get into some real, real stinkers. Okay. I mean, I blind buy. Right. I buy that for a dollar. Okay. They kind of know what they're getting into when they... When they buy get, it. Like, they, they've reviewed things like Blood Hook and just... Did they ever do Axum? <laughs> no, they haven't, but good God. Um, but anyway, NDX had Yui uh, uh, Bowl on the other day. You know, he's the director of um, House of the Dead, which, if I remember correctly, you saw that in the theater by yourself. Which one? House of the Dead, the one that was based on the shooting video game. Yeah, I think so. You saw that because I think I was watching, like, School of Rock with some other people. And you were seeing that, and you were like, man, this is horrible. <laughs> and, yeah, it is. It's actually funny because the director video sequel is better than the first movie. But he made that. He made Alone in the Dark, which wasn't good either. Um... But he made some films called Rampage. Not the video game Gorilla Lizard uh, Wolf movie. But. Another bleak milestone has been reached in Iraq. Four years after Mark Trillion's dollars, the ability to pay any of the The American death toll in action was we're so precious, aren't we? Everyone's got to live. Everyone's got to be happy. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. You think people are equal? They're not. They're not. I mean, that's my plan. That's what I want to do. Let's just clean the world so maybe the rest of us can sustain a little bit of life.
about a guy who's kind of had it with everything and goes on a kill crazy shooting rampage and then there are three films I reviewed them on Letterboxd they star uh, Brendan Fletcher in there um, Brendan Fletcher is a Canadian actor he has been in a lot um, Freddy vs. Jason he's been in um, the ginger snaps films at least two of them I started noticing him because he is the spitting image of an old friend of mine and Michelle's yeah this guy Josh and so whenever we saw him we we're like oh it's the Josh Homan guy <laughs> well after noticing him all the time I'm like who is this guy it's Brendan Fletcher he's a great actor um really underappreciated and I would love to try to get in contact with him and interview him for the show because he does really good movies um but wink wink um, yeah. cross fingers yeah hint hint uh <laughs> somebody knows him somebody knows him have him contact so yeah I reviewed these on letterbox uh the first one I really liked the second one was pretty good the third one is where it started you know to not be that good, but he is still good in, the, in these movies. So now he's the he's the lead, right? Yeah, he's the lead. Um, Rampage one and two are on. Um, they're on Prime. Rampage the third one. They've got the subtitles, but I don't necessarily remember them right now. The third one is on Netflix. So, okay. and then I watched <laughs> on Prime, and it's also on Tubi, I believe, is uh, Open 24 Hours. This is a story about a girl who, I say girl, but she's in her 20s. She was just paroled okay. from prison. For setting her boyfriend on fire. Ooh. Yeah. The reason why she set her boyfriend on fire. Her boyfriend was a serial killer. Oh. That would do it. Yeah. And used to make her watch. Okay. So she's obviously traumatized by this. She's having, you know, delusions and stuff like that. But she gets a job. At a gas station, okay. convenience store, open twenty four hours. So she gets the overnight shift. So it's not a convenience. not just a. No, not just a clever title. Huh, okay. <laughs> so she. Thank you. You remembered the yep. phrase I couldn't get out. So she gets this job. She's working the overnight shift. And. People start dying, and her. Boyfriend, or maybe not, maybe comes back because he's in jail oh, he so she, she didn't, didn't kill, kill him, him. she, just she him. didn't kill him okay. yeah she she burned him she went to prison okay. and he went to prison for the murders okay. Brendan Fletcher happened to be in that movie too <laughs> he is a uh, clerk that what works in that store did we watch this a couple of years ago or something I think this one came out like last year or the year before Cause it sounds very familiar. I, I didn't watch it with you the other day. No. But it sounds so familiar. But it, I mean, he bashes people uh, over the head with a hammer. That was kind of his MO. Okay. And I really like this. It, it was a quote-unquote slasher, but I think it was a cool spin on your traditional slasher. It wasn't derivative. Mm-hmm. 
of you know other stuff so that's open 24 hours that one I like and then we saw the big thing that we saw thanks to uh, courtesy of Amish Baby Machine Mm -hmm. the most powerful podcast ever (laughs) stickers right there yeah have my sticker on my computer they gifted us a copy, a digital copy of Fat Man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids are well, I hope. Where are you? Job. I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I'm looking for the fat man. You can't be serious. This is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I'm a joke. What's the purpose of your visit? Hunting. I'm gonna kill some things. There is a rising number of our youth making poor decisions. What the big man's head? Severed heads rot, they mold. They don't want his beard. I'm not shaving off a dead man's beard. Your workers sure have healthy appetites. That's why elves live much longer than humans. And Chris, he does the same. No, it's a giving that keeps him young. I've come for your head, fat man! Dashing through the snow No one horse open You think you're the first? Oh, I think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly. Christmas. I guess it's exploitation. Santa exploitation. Santa exploitation. <laughs> um. <coughs> it says Mel Gibson as a gruff, whiskey drinking, F one fifty driving, shotgun toting Santa Claus. Uh, Walt Goggins is in this. As a uh, contract killer mm-hmm. who is hired by this 12 year old snot, yeah, 12 <laughs> year old snotty piece of shit um, who is very smart but want, wants to be the premier best at everything. He is smarter than his own good mm-hmm. and has uh, found a way to basically built his grandmother out of all this money and he hires Walt Goggins' character to put a hit out on Santa. Well, that's because in one of the things he had done got him in trouble with Santa. Santa gave him coal. Right. So now, you know, so I mean, now, Santa, oh, Santa, he can't just have coal, so now he needs to have Santa dead. Right. And it works out well because Walt Goggins kind of has a uh, has his own beef. His with own Santa. beef with Santa, because he got jilted as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
the and he is a collector of all things Santa mm-hmm. now, you know. So it just it was in his wheelhouse. So he goes to where Santa lives in Canada, by the way. Yeah, up in uh, like the northern part of Canada, you can. Uh, Chris Kringle mm-hmm. is his name, and it, it's kind of based in a reality where Santa's a thing. No. Yeah, I mean it's not Santa. I don't believe no Santa's a thing. A- everybody believes in Santa. Everyone believes in Santa. Santa also now has a contract with the military <laughs> because business is slow because. Kids just aren't good anymore. People aren't good. Right. Yeah, it's not even a not belief thing. It's a no, they're it's not a, good. Yeah, people don't deserve anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So Santa is getting done with his runs a lot quicker, which means he's not pulling in as much commission because he's not right. He gets he gets commission and subsidized by the different uh, world for uh, governments. Right. Because he, because of the Christmas season, that's what carries basically the world government is the world's governments right. is because of the billions and billions of dollars generated over the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps everything afloat. So they give Santa a subsidy check, right? For what he does. And his check this year wasn't even enough to... Wasn't even half of what it normally is. Right, it wasn't enough to even pay his bills and keep the electric going. Right. (laughs) Right. And Santa didn't sign a... uh, He he doesn't get any royalties from, like, his image on... You know, he mentions... you know Because, you know, the the popular image of Santa Claus really came from Coca-Cola. So, he didn't sign a contract with Coke, so they kind of... Yeah, so he doesn't get any he, royalties He doesn't get any anything. royalties for anything Santa-related. And, so, Santa's on hard times, but he is now getting hired by the government to make... Uh, instrument panels for the jet fighters for the jet fighters and stuff like that and I almost feel while watching it that it could easily take place in the same world as the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot because they came to Sam Elliott and was like hey we need you to go up to Canada and kill Bigfoot because he's carrying a disease that's killing everything. And he's like, okay. So, the fact that Bigfoot is so easily accepted and Santa is so easily accepted, I mean, why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, it it felt like a nice, you know, like a gritty type of feel to it. I mean, you know, Mel Gibson as Santa was not walking around in the red and white suit. Right. No ho ho ho. No, no. ho ho ho. I mean, he had on like multiple multiple layers because of where he was, but you know, it was all like dingy. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing you know, browns like overalls and, or something, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, just regular standard boots. But but then and, you get an image of Santa that you just never thought you were gonna get. Yeah. See, and we have, um, I say we got Mel Gibson as Santa, mm-hmm. which, even at his age, playing Santa, you know, he was he like, kick your butt. he was dad bod Santa, and so he wasn't fat, but he wasn't like, spelt like Kurt Russell Santa, yeah. but he was a Santa, if, it hit, if he hit you, it would hurt, mm-hmm. because, yeah. <laughs> was Mrs. Uh, Claus was, and I'm pulling it up because I forgot her name. I always forget her name. She was from Without a Trace. Yeah. Uh, um, Marianne Jean Baptiste. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, she was in Without a Trace. Right. The remake of Robocop. Jack Ryan. Yep. 
So I mean that you know I, that was an interesting. Yeah, that dynamic. was definitely. I liked that. Yeah, that and it was something that okay, you know, Ooh. it's the first interracial Santa. Santa Mrs. Claus that I've seen, I, and that I really liked, and I appreciated yeah. that. What I mean by the image that I saw that I never thought I would see <laughs> is after sex Santa. Yeah, post coitus, Santa laying on the bed. Like, yeah, like spooning each other or whatever. Like, like, Santa yeah. does that. <laughs> Thought he ate cookies. Yeah, like ho 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 ho. <laughs> gives that gives that a whole new meaning. Yeah, what do you call him, Miss Claus? <laughs> but I tell you what, Miss Claus. Oh, she could kick. Was butt. a kick butt character. I think if there was a a fight between Ruth Claus. Uh, Ruth Kringle, rather. Yes, Ruth in this. And Mrs. Claus from uh, Christmas Chronicles. I think uh, Ruth would take oh, her. easy. And she doesn't have all the Botox. So, just saying. Just saying. And like I said before, I'm glad we saw Christmas Chronicles at the drive-in. For the first time. Because I would have been shocked... By the amount of facelift on Goldie Hawn, I prefer my Ms. Claus to not have a facelift. But, just me. Can't just knock something down. Anyhow. But, so yeah, that was our, that was our thing. Now you fell asleep again to Anna and the Apocalypse. Now, I tried again. I tried <laughs> last year. Everyone's raving about Anna and the Apocalypse. The British zombie Christmas musical. And I'm like, okay, it was on it's on Hulu. Let me watch it. I got fifteen minutes into this thing and I fell asleep. <laughs> I was not I'm like, ah and then by the time I was gonna get into it again, it was after Christmas. And I have this rule that nothing happens before Thanksgiving, with the exception of this year. And everything Christmas ends New Year's Day. So by by the time I went to go back around to it, it was after New Year's. So I dug my feet in and said, "Nope, not doing it." Tried it again last night. Tried it again last night. I got almost halfway through, <laughs> and I fell out again. I think just before all the zombie stuff happened. Yeah, once that I I can understand before that because it's not like am I watching some teeny yeah I'm like teeny oh, am I watching? But once it got into the zombies, mm -hmm. it just got better from there. Okay, so I've got to make that hump. Well, don't even try and make the hump. Just I know what happened before that. Just, just go fast, to that point. Just and... fast forward to there and and finish watching it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'll do. That's what I'm doing. I mean, damn. It. I mean, there, there's some really good points in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I made it through Black Christmas for crying out loud, <laughs> and that was a feat. All right. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but I want to give you like a really good. I mean, I think I woke up and they like knocked the head off a snowman, a zombie snowman. Okay, you saw. And the, then that, I, that, I mean, that was in the playground. Right, and then I was out again, then woke up again, and the principal was singing about something, and at that point, I'm, like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's a part in there where a group of them do, a group of these teens do meet up, and okay, you know, a, a lot of these zombie movies or, you know, or any scary movie, you, you usually have a scene where kids are running through some kind of a forest or something like that. Right. And what the thing that I liked that they did in this was instead of them having instead of having them run through a forest, they ran through a Christmas tree lot. Oh, okay. but it was an indoor Christmas tree lot. Oh, OK. And the lights were out. So, I mean, it, it made it really, mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought that that was an, a, a cool little. Yeah. Flip thing, if that means. I don't know. Flip thing is. I don't know. A twist, not a twist, but a 
I don't know what you'd call it, but it, yeah. it, it was like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. Yeah, a different you know? take. Yeah. Okay. So they're not running through an actual forest or a... Right. But they're running through... And all the Christmas trees... Unlike some Christmas lots here, the trees are actually, like, set up. Right. So it looked like they were running through a forest, but they were inside. And... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was really cool. And that's... I think that's the point right there where it really... It took on more of a zombie horror type okay. movie. Yeah. Yeah, because you, I didn't even tell you what we were watching. I just said, yeah, we're going to watch Enter the Apocalypse. It's a Christmas zombie movie. Right. And then they started singing. And, you said, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> is this like a musical or something? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you that part. <laughs> and at first I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want I'm sitting there. And I, I think I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Then all of a sudden it just took on this little, I must yeah. be in the mood for this. And I started. Yeah. Because I was never into, like, Glee. I think we watched, like, one episode ever. We did? I think the pilot episode. And just never, it wasn't our thing. Even the episodes of, like, Supergirl, where they did the musical. We had bowed out by that time, I think. So, I don't know. But... Um, anything else we got going on? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I'm just really excited about a lot of things. Got a lot of things that are going to be happening for us, and I'm just kind of really excited to watch all of that. Yep. And, you know, that's what I'm saying, guys. Uh, just perspective, you know, count your blessings, Mm -hmm. and, you know, So, if you do me a favor and go over to We Forgot Something. What did we forget? The Christmas things. <laughs> Chris- Christmas memories and traditions. <laughs> that was the focus of today's. See? Wait. Oh, I told you. I was. I have an idea, and I don't script this thing out. If Woody had gone right to the police, this would never have happened. You know what? This is going to be a extra long Christmas special. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about more Christmas um, stuff next you week. Do it, and... Unless you want to do it next week. And no, 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 we're good. We're good. All right. Um, yeah, I put out there about, you know, Christmas traditions, Christmas memories, favorite Christmas gifts. The two that really, and I'm going by childhood, because mm-hmm. I can easily say, you know, all oh, the, you know, the Xbox that you bought our first year together, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about that last year. Yeah. Um, but I had the R2D2 um, toy box. But yeah, so that that was a big one for me was the R2D2 toy box. And Castle Grayskull was definitely another huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, My biggest was the Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. Like, when they first came out and, like, people were, like, stabbing people for Cabbage Patch dolls. Mm-hmm. I got one that that year. Oh. My mom and dad made it out alive. They killed somebody for that? No. Oh. But they made it out alive. That would have been great. Still Actually, yeah. no, it was my grandparent, my grandmother that got me. Oh. But see, the sad part about that is it was with that Cabbage Patch doll. I mean, it's the best one that I've ever gotten. It makes, a, But the other reason it makes the memory, it's because of that Cabbage Patch doll that I found out there was no Santa. Uh, oh, because you... Because it had been hidden behind a chair. So it was like the last gift that I got. It was the big gift. It was hidden behind a chair. So, you know, and it, it was from Santa and everything. Well, later that night as I'm walking around with the doll... Uh, my grandmother comes to me and said, well, did I pick out a good one for you? Good one what? She says, well, did I pick out a, did I pick out a good cabbage patch for you? But the cabbage patch was from Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wow. 
I mean, cause she had put Santa over the whole, I mean, she had made a big production that it was from Santa and then, <laughs> yeah. so that was mine. I didn't put it on Facebook, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do have a few shout outs here. I've got, or do you, do you want to pull up Facebook? Yeah. You pull up Facebook, I'll pull up Twitter, and well, I think we have some from both. John Murphy. Yeah, I went to high school with him. Okay. Um, Toy was in uh, inflatable lightsabers in the late 70s. Yes, I had those. It's the new Star Wars lightsaber from Kenner. Inflation required, batteries not included. You can pretend you have powers when you switch on Kenner's Star Wars lightsaber. Ready to feel the force? Switch on your Star Wars lightsabers, close your eyes and go. I got it. Me too. Zach, you passed the test. The force is with you. The Star Wars lightsaber, new from Kenner. Balloons not included. Okay, so the toy was the inflatable lightsabers. The movie was, oh, he goes, there are plenty. Um, it's a Wonderful Life always hits hits his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, still remembers the first time watching it on um, an old furniture TV. Um, spe- favorite special as a kid was Star Wars Holiday. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, food, always loved the pre-dinner lasagna with sausage. Yeah, buddy. But now he's a vegetarian. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, now you do. Now I do. <laughs> All right. Our buddy Justin McLean. His favorite toy was a 1991. Uh, is that Concord? Or do you say something different? Concord uh, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now has it, and he gave that to his kid. Oh, passing that is it cool. down. Yeah. Um. I wish I had toys to pass down. I I had toys to pass down, and my girls drew all over my Cabbage Patch dolls' faces. True. <laughs> he uh, he does say uh, Justin does say his favorite holiday memories are associated more with Halloween, but since he assumes you're talking about Christmas, he'll go with uh, getting to see Phoenix open his gifts. Oh, that's like some of his favorite memories. Cool. Um, also telling him about Jesus and watching him search for. Uh, his Godzilla every day. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Let me jump on that too. Okay. Because we didn't have anybody on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you jump on and you can read the others. You do it much better than I do. Because so, you can add a lot of things that I don't know. Well, because I, I, kn- I know a lot more of these people. Yeah. So then we have, uh, we've got uh, Johnny Numb. He's from uh, the Last Knock podcast. Okay. He said, in recent years, uh, Scrooge has become a favorite movie. It's an absolute must-watch on Christmas Day. Yeah, Scrooge is great. I want to show the kids that one. Um, It loves how cynical and dark it is in the beginning and gradually earns the warmth and redemption, which which is really one of the reasons why I do love... Uh... Christmas Carol itself, you know, there's so many great versions of it, and yeah, I count this one, you know, the absurd humor is right up, right up his alley, what, tell me what, what, <laughs> sorry about that, um, even the cheesy finale where they're doing the sing-along, put a little love in your heart, so that's cool. Um, yeah, and that was one thing I failed to mention about Batman is there's obviously intended humor in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is a dark comedy, mm-hmm. yet it is not played silly at all. They could have easily have gone absurd and over the top with it, but they didn't. Right. You know, they played it straight, which made it funnier. Uh, Donna Domingo, she was a friend of mine from college. Uh, we we embalmed bodies together. Okay. Uh, she said finding a shiny new bicycle under the tree 
was a highlight. Her all-time favorite Christmas movie is the original Grinch. I'm assuming she's meaning uh, the cartoon with Boris Kala. The Grinch and I are one, she said. And then we have uh, Billy Crash and... Billy Crash and Johnny Nam are both hosts of The Last Knock. Okay. Uh, they said the favorite memory is being overwhelmed by toys of warmth and home-cooked food, just in general. Okay. His favorite toy is the 1979 alien statue. His mom was scared of it. <laughs> the favorite movie is The Christmas Story. Favorite special is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And favorite food is homemade pierogies. <laughs> and that's something that I didn't mention is uh, my favorite food for Christmas is uh, struffoli. You've tried making it I've, a few I've times. Tried making you did some, okay. I did okay. One year I did really well. The other year, eh, I didn't let the dough sit. Mm. And I think that was really the problem. My, my dad, my uh, stepmom made great stufoli. If you don't know what that is, they're Italian uh, little dough balls about the size of marbles. And they're fried, and you get you put powdered sugar on them honey. and sprinkles and honey. They're, they're uh, Italian honey balls, too. And those, those are great. Good old stufoli. But um, if you haven't heard we did release uh, our bonus episode this week with Ralph Lambiasi. Yes, it was a interview that we did last year, and you know I, I wanted to re-release that on the new feed. Mm-hmm. Also, last show with the Rio, go check that out. I put that episode out on Saturday afternoon. This is kind of our origin story, Andrew and I. It was the original pilot episode of What? But I remixed it, remastered it, threw in some bonus content that you will not find in stores. (laughs) And it's about how we got together, you know, what we used to do when we were young and stupid and in high school and, you know, what what we were watching at that moment, it was kind of a getting to know you episode. So if you've heard the Friday the 13th episodes and you heard the Jaws episodes, but you missed our introduction, go and listen to that. That's <laughs> episode point nine nine. Point nine nine. Yeah, okay. because episode one we had as the Friday the 13th. Okay. So since this was a prequel per se, we went point nine nine. So that's that last show with the Rio. Do me a favor, please go over to Apple and put put in a rate and review for Last Show at the Rio. And also rate and review Hot Podcast. That really helps us out. That helps us get exposure. We're on a few more platforms. And we're waiting to hear from Pandora. So hopefully that'll come through. But we're now on uh, TuneIn. Um, oh yeah. I will be making, coming in a, in a week or so, in a couple of weeks... I'll be doing some guest spots on iHeartGeek, talking about some Christmas stuff. Yay for you! With my buddy, Yay. with my buddy Dub. Um, if you if you don't listen to that show, give them a listen. They're great. They cover anything geek related. So, and you can geek out about anything. Guys, we'll see you next time. Love ya. Be happy. Be merry. Be decent. Be decent. Peace. Don't. Don't be nude podcasting. Don't don't be nude podcasting. That's not decent. You can can really sit wrong if you're a guy. (laughs) That hurts. It's just not decent. No, just not decent. No. (laughs) And then you got animals climbing on you. I've got three sitting on me right now. Yeah, Michelle's got two dogs and a cat on her right now. If she was nude, it would hurt. I'd be a mess. Yeah. So, Wow. Time for me to go to bed. Yes, it is. Good night, y'all. Peace.